Reignite on RTE Radio 1 with AIB. It takes a certain kind of brave to run a business. We see it, we back it. And if Tracy has helped sow an idea in your mind, we've been blogging about some of those ideas over on the RTE Boost My Business website, including some recommendations and books that will help get you started on an idea. One of those books is The Squiggly Career by the amazing If Company. And one of its authors, Sarah Ellis, joins me now. Sarah spent 15 years working in marketing for the likes of Boots and Sainsbury's before leaving to work full time in the world of career advice. Sarah, I've read summer that we should plan for five career changes in our lifetimes. How common is this whole idea of reinvention now for our generation? Morning Anya, thank you so much for inviting us this morning to chat to you. Um, I think reinvention is now relevant for everyone. You're absolutely right. On average, we're going to have four to five different types of career. And that doesn't even account for all of the choices and changes that we'll make along the way. So whether that is how you are working, whether you're working for someone, working for yourself or for freelance, whether that's what you're working on. So like myself, I worked in marketing, I worked in corporate responsibility, I now work in learning and career development, or even the skills that you've got. So the World Economic Forum have said recently that 40% of the skills that we have today will kind of change every two years. So this idea of constantly adapting and reinventing ourselves is something we definitely all need to get really used to. And at the moment, I think it's important to recognise that it's a tough time for lots of people. So there's a lot of career anxiety and and uncertainty that does come with, you know, the economics of where we are at the moment. And, you know, all of us will experience redundancy, restructure. So there's sort of the change that we're in control of and there's change that that happens to us. And I think what we really want to do is help people to feel ready for that change, make the most of it so that they can, I guess, squiggle in a way that works for them rather than feeling like they're perhaps a bit stuck or lost. So it feels like we're going to be constantly reviewing our skills, (laughs) hitting maybe a reset button from time to time. And I know from studying myself as a life coach, you come to appreciate that you've got to plate your strengths, try and live to your values and you'll have a better chance of living a fulfilling life. You believe in this idea of super strengths. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I think we've got strengths. We all have loads of strengths, things that we're really good at. But then we've got super strengths. And these are things that we're really great at. The one or two things that we want to be brilliant at, where we want to build our reputation. It's what people, it's what we want people to say about us when we're not in the room. And I think sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that we have to be good at everything, which is an impossible task. We sort of put ourselves on this pedestal and expect so much of ourselves. And I think, you know, we're typically our own worst critics but we can waste quite a lot of time and energy trying to be good at too many things and certainly I really you know I that was definitely my experience in the first part of my career I remember thinking I've got to be good at everything and that's how I'll progress and that's how I'll be successful but actually it was when I really started to think about well what are the one or two things that I could be really brilliant at you know you choose your super strengths you choose what you want to invest your time and energy in and actually if you do that that's when you start to kind of really enjoy your roles you can really look for lots of different opportunities to use those super strengths as much as possible and we know that the people who are getting the most satisfaction and kind of fulfillment from the work they do they're always using their super strengths. I think I actually read in your book that if you are using your super strengths, you're six times more effective and engaged in your work. So for people listening, like what are some of the simple things people can do to figure out what their super strengths are? 
Well, let me give you an example of something you can do uh, where you can ask other people for help and something that you could do for yourself. So if you're thinking, I'm my own worst critic, I can't really figure out what my strengths might be, ask some people to help you. And a really simple exercise that you can do here is ask friends, uh, family members, people that you work with now or in the past, and just say to them, can you give me three words to describe me at my best? It's really important that you do the at my best thing. Otherwise, you know, I remember asking my partner to do this um, and I forgot the second bit and he just said to me, intense, <laughs> which wasn't really what I was going for. So just say to people, and you could do this so quickly on WhatsApp or on text or, and you just say three words to describe me at my best. And those three words just help to give you a real insight into how your strengths are standing out and showing up at the moment. And then you can start to figure out, is that what I want to be known for? Because sometimes we can fall into a trap of um, being known for things that we're perhaps good at, but they're not the things that, we're re that we really enjoy. So it's worth just kind of doing that exercise to kind of see where you are at the moment, asking other people to help you. And for yourself, a really simple exercise that you can do is think about your career so far and try and map um, the real highs that you've had across your career. Those real moments, whether it's projects, months or specific jobs that you have really enjoyed and think about what do those different moments have in common? And often what we can spot in terms of those high points, it's because we're using our strengths. It's because we are particularly enjoying what we're doing because we're doing the things that we're really good at. So try and reflect over those real high points that you've had and try and spot those common threads that tie those things together because they're really good clues as to what your super strengths might be. Some great ideas in there. And we've actually put some exercises ourselves up on the RT Boost, oh, my business website. Uh, it's under an article uh, called Know Thyself that'll help get people started mm -hmm. and we keep adding on that. Um, in terms of people reflecting then on their careers to date, as you suggest, and trying to figure out maybe what's next, they're thinking about that career change, maybe they're thinking about moving remote, as we talked to, to Tracy about earlier. You recommend thinking about your career must-haves and must-nots. Yeah, so... What this really helps with is um, not getting distracted by, by what I like to call shiny object syndrome. And shiny objects are those things that look really appealing, like job titles, perhaps salary, perhaps uh, previously it would have been a shiny office, but I think that's less of a shiny object now. Um, it could be brands. And those things that sometimes on the surface look really shiny, but ultimately they're not the things that really motivate and drive us day in, day out. They're not the things that will make us really happy in the work that we do. And with all of the choices and changes that are kind of happening around us, if we know for ourselves what are our real must-haves, what really matters most to us in the work that we do, some practical things as well as, um, you know, the kind of type of work that you want to be doing, and what are your real must-nots, it just helps you to make the right decisions for you rather than thinking about what you should do, perhaps what other people say that you should do, uh, not worrying too much about comparing your career to other people, which is really natural and, and you know, we all do it at some points, but it's not very helpful for us in terms of making the right decisions for us. So I would really encourage people to think about, of course, you'll have a big, long list of nice to haves, and that's kind of your wish list. But if you were to really think about two or three things that you really need in a role and the two or three things you really don't want in a role and just make sure 
you've, you've reflected on that and you go back to that every time you're making a choice about what you might want to do next. So we've a little bit of a jigsaw puzzle coming together now. Super <laughs> strengths, your career must-haves and must-nots. And then there's values, which you describe as being like your career DNA. So give me some examples of values and how people can try to weave them through to kind of complete this jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it, Anya. So if strengths are what you do, values are who you are. And I think when you know your values, they can act as a really helpful career compass. It means that when you are thinking about how you spend your time, or if you want to make some changes, you can really think about, am I going to get the opportunity to kind of live my values in the work that I do? Now, values do take a bit of thinking about, but there are three really good questions that you can ask yourself that will give you some very quick insights to kind of get you going. And these are all what's most important to you questions. So what's most important to you about where you work? What's most important to you about who you work with? And what's most important to you about what you work on? And I think when you start to kind of build this picture of kind of yourself and the things that really matter to you, it then means that you can do things that perhaps feel brave, but are the right thing for you. So I remember, for example, when I was working at Sainsbury's, I wanted to work a four day week so I could spend a day working on Amazing If when Amazing If was still um, a side project. And at that time, asking to work a four day week when you hadn't got kids and I hadn't got kids at that time felt really brave. No one else had really done it before. I wasn't sure how people would react and whether people would really judge me. But because I knew my values were achievement, ideas, learning and variety, I knew I'd get the opportunity to kind of live even more of my values and be better at both of those roles if I could make that work. So I think it gave me the confidence to do the right thing for me. It's still hard and it still takes a bit of bravery. But I think if you're guided by those things that are really important to you, you have that confidence that I'm doing this because I know it's the right thing for me. And when you have that confidence, then um, that helps you really tease out future possibilities, really. And there's four types of areas that people need to be thinking about. Yeah, so I would really encourage people to not worry too much about having very specific career plans, because when we're in such an unpredictable environment, that it doesn't feel that helpful. And actually, it can often be quite frustrating or quite disappointing. But we all want a bit of sense of direction. Most of us want to feel like we're kind of heading towards things. And so instead, we encourage people to really think about exploring possibilities. So to have a number of things in mind that you might do in the future that feel really interesting and intriguing for you. So try and imagine some uh, you know, possibilities that are really obvious to you. So the ones that kind of are top of mind in terms of where you are today, that doesn't necessarily have to mean promotions. It could be getting more experience. It could be a sideways move in the company that you're already in. Remember to um, include your ambitious possibilities. So these are the ones that you've perhaps got in your mind, but you sometimes put a but in the middle. So you think, oh, I'd really like to work in that industry, but... I don't have any experience. I'd really like to lead that team, but I've not been a manager before. So make sure you include those ambitious possibilities and then do some pivot possibilities. So using things that you've got today and pivoting into a new sector, maybe a new type of work, working in a different way. And always do your dream possibilities because the dream possibilities are really fun to do. And when you're thinking about possibilities, 
recognize that it's a really it's kind of it never stands still so sometimes over time your ambitious possibility becomes your obvious one and once you know what these possibilities are once you've started to write them down and start to really think about them ask yourself what do I need to know and who can help me and then that starts to help you make some really practical progress exploring these possibilities and you might work out that some of them are actually not for you the more you know about them the more you think oh actually perhaps that isn't what I'd like to go and do. Yeah, and we heard from Aaron at the top of the show, who a teacher, um, you know, full time, mm. pensionable job, but he has this passion to pursue media and journalism. Like when people are thinking about maybe side projects rather than quit the full time job, what are some of the things they maybe need to think about? Yeah, I think, you know, our business was a side project before side projects was even a phrase that people used. Um, and I think they can be a really useful way to test your skills and your strengths in a new setting or to test a business idea or sometimes side projects are just a way of having some kind of focused fun on something that you're really interested in um, that you're perhaps not getting in your day job so I think the first thing with any side project that I'd always really encourage you to think about is why are you doing it are you doing it just because it's a fun activity that you maybe you want to do it with a friend or it's just something a bit different my sister for example she works for the Samaritans in her day job and she also does some illustrations because you know that's just something else she's really interested in so that's a kind of a fun focused side project is it a business that you're trying to test which is always a really good idea because 80% of businesses fail because there's actually not the demand for what you're supplying and so it's a really good way to test the market and that's absolutely what we were doing with Amazing If or as you were kind of referring to with your guest at the top of the show perhaps it's a good way to just think it's a good way of kind of matching your assumptions about an industry with the reality will my strengths and my skills be useful do I enjoy the environment getting to know people build some relationships and often just by doing that and having lots of kind of curious career conversations you can get a real sense for does this feel right for me and in my experience all the people I know who've made really successful career changes they very rarely do it overnight it's often a series of small incremental actions that people take over time and by doing that and kind of being really proactive actually you just get closer and closer to that thing that you're kind of hoping to move towards. Very good. Your book The Squiggly Career it ends with a hundred quotes pieces of advice. (laughs) What's the one piece of advice just very finely and quickly that has stayed with you that you'd like to leave people with? Uh, to never live the same year twice. Very good. Thank you, Sarah (laughs) Ellis of Amazing If. Now, if you um, want to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at ReigniteRTE and on Instagram or use the hashtag ReigniteRTE. You can text us on 51551 or email us on Reignite at RTE.ie. Coming up, we'll be getting some advice on the practical supports available to people who are just starting out. Email reignite at rte.ie.